Hello, amazing you. I want to talk about ceremony. It's been coming up a lot. I'm working with uh, my shamanic partner from back in the day, and she's created an online group. And it's based on what she calls the Wheel of Wisdom. And I'm going to explain why I'm talking about this, because this has to do with, regardless if it's about the Wheel of Wisdom, it's about our lives and what we might feel is missing from our lives in general. So, so I'm going to talk about the Wheel of Wisdom for a moment, because what it is is our Carol Apache teacher taught us about the wheel and the directions and ceremonies and all of these things. And so this Wheel of Wisdom is a version that our Carol Apache teacher said was awesome that Melissa came up with, intuited, you know, with her guides and guidance of archetypes to move through the Gregorian calendar, which is, you know, January through December. Or if you're Kiara Apache, you'd start, your new year starts in November. But the point is, is that it goes through all of these archetypes in a wheel. And it, to me, it reminds me, and I'm very, I feel very called to work through the lens of the Wheel of Wisdom. It reminds me of all the aspects of life from the springtime, you know, and as an example, like having a dream, then, then, you know, sowing the seeds, planting the seeds, right? Getting the, the harvest, dream time. And there's, so there's these stages of, of a year that we go through and, and with electricity and, and the go, go, go attitude of never stopping, <laughs> always producing the same amount <laughs> every time, right? 24 hour delivery. Um, everything's always open. Everything's always on. There's this or can be this disconnection from realizing we are not like that. As humans, we, we, we have cycles, just like the squirrels have cycles of nuts and burying the nuts and winter and then spring. So let's talk about ceremony. So if you have these seasons of life throughout the year, you have these seasons of life throughout your life, these passages that get marked. So they call seven the age of reason. That's when you're able to see the difference between daytime and nighttime in terms of days. Like time starts to really become a concept, which means identity can become a concept. Then you've got, of course, your teenage years. You've got all these other things. But but so there's these individual rites of passage. Layered in that, you have these, these cyclical rites of passage, which is all, not just you at a certain age, but all people's go through the winter. When you all live in the same location, you all go through the winter. You all go through the spring, summer, fall. And then you'll have these other points of time, equinoxes, and then you'll have these other points of time, which is like, you know, <laughs> things that happen only once in a while. And you have this, this tapestry, this rhythm of ceremonies and seasons that help you what? And this is what this is about in terms of asking questions about ceremony. What's the point of the ceremony? It's, there's, there's, when you look at it from the aspect of people living together, I'll call it a tribe, but it, it can be whatever group of people, a tribe living together. It's not just the tribe preparing for the winter. It's not just the tribe keeping itself a beautiful working system 
of people who have individual information coming to them from their own guidance, but who also are working collectively together. There's all that, but there's this individual aspect too, that there are these rites of passage for the individual. And here's the thing about ceremonies. If you're living, if you're living in a group and everybody knows that when you're 15, you have your quinceanera, you've known it your whole life. You've seen people go through it. Everybody knows you go through it. I'm, I'm pointing that out. There's, there's different ceremonies in, in different cultures and different ages. And, and um, I, I am, am not, didn't grow up in that culture either. So, so like a ceremony like that, think about the coming of age ceremonies that, that different folks have in their communities. You know, it's coming your whole life. You know, it's coming because you've seen other people go through it. You've attended ones that they've gone through. Then the community knows what it's like. You do this, you do that. You have this type of food, you show up here, but it's more than just that. It's more than just, well, now I'm a certain age and I'm going to take the quinceanera out because I can't talk specifically about about that one. I'm saying in general, when you look across, sort of like, you know, comparatively, when you look across at things, it's a rite of passage, which means you were in one place and now you're in another place. The person was identified like I'm a child. And then if it's, if it's a coming of age ceremony, now they're an adult. They're seen as a man. They're seen as a woman. They're seen as and then it's not just the identity for the person. It's also the tribe looks at them differently. They walk in with everybody assuming they're a kid. And then they walk out with people saying, well, now that you're this age, we're going to give you more responsibility. Well, now that you're, you've gone through your, your rites of passage, now you can have more say. Again, it's, the, it's responsibility, participation. You're becoming more as a member that is working integratively with this tribe. But it's not just a party for the ceremonies that I was taught by my Kirapachi Shima. And when you look at other ceremonies, there it's not just, oh, sh- let's show up and eat food. Think about ceremonies where the person has to do things. They're in preparation. They have to sit in silence for so long, or they have to go and harvest their own sage, or they have to go and, right? There's sort of quests. There's the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional preparation for the ceremony or the rite of passage. There's going through it. And then there's the sense of what? Integration, accomplishment at the end. But again, it's not just for the individual. It's for the tribe also interacting with the individual. And the, the shifts and the release, the emotional process of that. Then you think about, wow, what happens in a situation where people don't have that? Where they don't know that when they're a certain age, there's a rite of passage. What happens? Well, well when, when do you grow up? So, well, maybe it's when you graduate high school. Yeah, but but what is that like? Every ceremony, well, there's sort of generalizations in the United States for a ceremony. You put on a hat and you get your hand sh- shook, you know, and you get a diploma. But these are things that are given to you. These these are, you're getting, getting some clothes. I've told you to where to stand, where to sit. Where's the part of the person doing things for themselves to integrate their journey 
where's them sitting in silence and gathering the sage, so to speak, for the graduation. So if you knew that like high school graduation, if, if you're going into tr- traditional school, I'll say in the United States, was a thing that you prepared for and that your community knew about and you had to do X, Y, and Z. And then the community had to show up and support you in X, Y, and Z. And you came into that as a person who had not graduated and you came out of that as a person who had graduated integrated body mind spirit emotion like you went through a rite of passage what might be different about how you look at yourself and and also how people look at you and then you might say well before this ceremony i mean i have these roles in my tribe or my community and then after my ceremony i have these roles in my tribe or community i'm bringing this up because if you don't have this if you haven't had this and there's parts of you that are like what is life and what's the meaning of life and what am I doing and, and, and what, what I don't feel my age or, ah, right. You may have missing parts. Like you haven't gone through the integration mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And this is why, um, when I meet people and they're saying, what are you doing? It's well, I'm going to a ceremony. It's like, well, what are you doing going to a ceremony? You know, girl who grew up in Michigan. And it's like, when I come out of these well-run ceremonies that I feel called to go to at a certain time or, or, or whatever, I feel that I have caught up to myself. I feel that I've also challenged myself. I feel that I have processed. I feel that I'm ready for the next, the next thing. So, and I also feel that while I'm there, I'm in support of other people doing the same. And they're having their experiences, but together we are. It's indescribable. And you can talk about it all you want, but until you experience it, <laughs> and, and when I say experience it, I mean in a real, I say real, but like, but I mean in a really good, well-held ceremony. So I'm going to lovingly say this, right? The, 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 there are so many things that I've done that haven't been well-held. People show up, sort of like a graduation ceremony. They go, oh, we've got the hat. And we've got the little uh, pretend scroll and you're going to walk across the stage and get it. But these are things that are done for you. What about, you know, we're going to do a ceremony and we're all going to sit around and we're going to, where's the container? Where's the, the calling in of the directions, so to speak, but where's the preparation that the person does to come there? What, what is it that they're being guided through and to like, how does this fit into their life? Like, how are they going to be moving through this? So then think about marriage. So in the, in the United States, in the Western world, I'm not saying I'm going to generalize, but, but I start to look at the lens of marriage. And that's what was coming to me this morning as I was thinking about stuff. You have these external things. We're going to have a cake. We're going to have the chicken dance. If that's what you do, you know, Um, we're going to have the dress. We're going to have, right. But these are all external things. These are all things that you purchase and, and things that you then take pictures of and things like that. But in terms of a marriage, right, a marriage ceremony where two people are individuals who are choosing now to be a, tr- to be a tribe of two, right? And then if we're going to have children, right, to, to have a family, where's the journey for them to go from individuals who are now a working team, right? The preparation, right? What did they go through to prepare them for the change from the day before and the day after? 
And so you can look at marriages and you could say, it's in an interesting, like the divorce rate. So part of that's picking the right person, but also marriage is a journey. I've been married uh, tw 20 years ish. <laughs> yeah, about yeah, tw 20 years now. It's a journey. And, and there are hard winters and there are wonderful winters and, and you have to bring yourself to it. You have to go through challenging times and, and so do they. So what's the difference between, but then, and then also the community to support the, the two that are now being married to show up and say, we're also going to help you with this marriage in terms of being there as a support for you. These are interesting things to think about in terms of even the ceremonies that you've participated in, like, like if it was a marriage or if it was a graduation, like, did it feel like it was just sort of something you went through or something that you did or boxes that you checked off or something that was sort of done to you or for you in terms of like, well, now, now we buy the dress and now we buy the cake. But at the end, you're like, what happened? If you're still looking back and thinking, well, what happened? What, what was that? Maybe there wasn't integration because with integration, you know what happened. You are different now. You are more. You are clear. So in this day and age too, when folks move around a lot, of which I have also, when you have children, right? And then they might think, okay, when I'm I'm 14, right? We're gonna I'm gonna do this this ceremony. But then by the time they're they're 13 or 12 or maybe the year before when they really begin to prepare for this, to do the work for the ceremony, the people that they were around when they were like eight aren't there anymore. The community has changed. People have moved away or, or they've moved away. And so then what? And this is an interesting thing about the mobility of life. And I, I'm not saying that there aren't challenges of being in a, in a community and, and not leaving it, right? Being in a small town or being in a small place and being around all the same people all the time. There's challenges in both ways. Okay. But, and there's also beautifulness and opportunity. But what I'm saying is, is that if you, if you're in this mobile society or this mobile place and you think, well, how do, how do you do these ceremonies? Right. I don't have an answer to that, but I do have questions, which is the question is, can you just skip it or does it still need to be done? <laughs> the rite of passage. Can you skip it or does it still need to be done? And when you ask yourself that, you might realize that there's a lot of rites of passages that you haven't gone through that still need to be done. And in it, and it was always fascinating to me when I first started working with Maria Yesbrew in the Caropachi that she says, oh, well, you got to go back and do the ceremony for your, your inner child. And I said, but I'm an adult now. She says, doesn't matter. I mean, we're, we're all aspects, but you got to go back and, you know, you're going to go back and do it. And the, the change in me of integrating parts that I had not integrated before and going back and sort of like catching up was profound. So in, in terms of ceremony, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the anchored ceremony and the not anchored ceremony in an anchored ceremony and I'm anchored. I mean, the space is held really well, right? People are able to walk through the processes of grieving or crying or going through hard, you know, it could be hard depending on the ceremony that it is because the container and the space is really well held. 
and the 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 container being held represents how well are you being held by by your community how healthy is the community how invested is the community in their own growth and their own healing and those types of things and so learning how to do ceremony learning how to hold great space is a thing people are like oh i'm just going to hold a ceremony i'm like really do you know what that means it's not just i'm bringing something to smudge with and i'm bringing this it there's an energy to it there's an intent to it there's a a flow to it there's a you can even see there's a design to it first we do this and then we do this and these things these layers build on each other and 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 then, and there's of course showing up and then letting your guides and your intuition and creator or source move you so that you're like oh you know it stuff's coming out of me in terms of I've got new directions we're going to sit here this way we're making some changes so you're in the flow in the know in the now to be able to be a part of that is life-changing it truly is because you are now deepening your perspective of your life and those around you that have supported you in your through your ceremony like a marriage or or a coming of age or have gone through the ceremony with you also see you they see you one of the things about the in general the the native there's so many different tribes but I'm going to talk about the Native American ceremony a bit and and certainly the Kiropachi which I have been fortunate enough to have have had immersion with is the one of the underpinnings of all of it is each person has their own guidance so you go on a vision quest you're getting your guidance and you're bringing it back to your tribe and you're telling them what your visions were and then they're supporting you and your visions completely different approach than this is a sort of a dogmatic religious experience and then the the book is telling you what you need to do or the per, the priest is telling you what to do or the authority figure your parents are telling you what to do and society is telling you what to do and you have to fit into that box and if you don't there's something wrong with you now there's this incredible blend of you have your individual goals but then you also have the goals of the and the needs of the tribe and then learning how to balance that is called life <laughs> right balancing your individual calling right and then, and then what's happening around you. But when you come at things from this idea that there is this knowing that you are being guided for your own individual visions, and that those individual visions, when coming from Creator, are a part of the visions of the tribe because we are all one. Think about that. When people talk about, I want to have a great family, it's like, well, everybody has a voice, and yet we're also a great working team. We're a great working tribe. It's not like, well, we have to do whatever everybody wants. How could you possibly have dinner every night if you have to make, you know, seven different people, you have to make individually what everybody else wants every night for dinner because the individual matters. But on the other hand, you don't want it so nobody's voice matters. How do you integrate the individual and the, and the, and the tribe? That is 
such an interesting thing to think about. How do you integrate the individual in the tribe? Because these are the questions that are coming out in our, in our society and things like that. Where's the balance? But again, if a person hasn't gone through and, and if a community hasn't gone through, not just having things given to them, but the work that it takes to be conscious, to work through your anger and your fear, to come back to wholeness, to release things, to, for as best as you can in the moment where you're at, to catch up to yourself, to, and then to be preparing for what comes next. So there's the next ceremony. Maybe the whole tribe does it, or there's women do it, or the men do it, or maybe there's an individual ceremony that's coming up, and you know that it's coming. So here's the thing. I, when I know I'm going to something, like it's a vacation or a ceremony, or I know something's happening, what happens in my life? My life changes because I'm either consciously or unconsciously preparing for it. I'm thinking about it. It's a lens through which I'm looking. So if I know that I'm, I'm going to be going through a ceremony, it's like I am preparing for it even when I don't know that I'm preparing for it. It is helping me strengthen myself and and be led by my guides and also lead myself and so these things help us there are visions that that we look towards but they're also energies and visions that help pull us they help pave the way they call to us they call to us to be better and more than we are they call to us to integrate they call to us to heal they call to us and they say this is you know this is coming so that, you, that, so that when you show up in time at it, you can be there and be present. But if you don't have anything on the horizon, and this is one of the things that folks talk to me about in terms of Western culture. It's like, what, I graduate from high school and then what? Maybe I get married, but then what? Like, what, it, there's, not even a, there's not even a big dinner for retirement anymore. People don't work at the same company for 30 years and then have a big retirement dinner anymore, which is sort of a rise of rite of passage. Like what, what marks time? Do I just sort of scroll Instagram for, for the rest of this lifetime? What am I looking forward to? But that's an individual thing. But where do I fit in? Where am I helping others on their journey? How are they helping me? If there's, there's none of that, these rites of passage, where comes sort of the meaning of life? The amount of effort it takes to do some of these ceremonies that I've learned about is incredible. But if you've ever done something that, that took an effort and you got done, you said, oh, I feel a sense of satisfaction. I feel a sense of completion. I mentioned in one of my Instagrams about looking for barn raising moments. People get together to raise a barn. It's hard work, but at the end, they're like, yes, and look what we did for this individual who needed the barn, but for the community and how this individual helps the community because the animals that they're raising are providing things for the community and we're providing for them. There's this incredibly beautiful ecosystem that comes with that. And in the modern world, we even have fences around our houses now in most of the suburbs, at least places that I've seen. We don't have any of that. There is no ecosystem. You're not going to your neighbor for, for an extra egg or something in your recipe that you met. And even more now, kids aren't playing outside in their front yard and in many places in the United States and making friends that way. So what's What's the point? And so many of the 
so many folks are coming to me and they're saying, I feel like I don't have a sense of purpose. And then, but then they're looking for the modern version of accomplishment. Well, I have to write the book or do the business. It's like, well, that is you, right? That's, that's you looking at the opportunities that you've been told about, which is the accomplishment part of our current society and saying, how do I put meaning in that? But then you think, and this is, this is the question I want to ask you. If I had, and I, again, humans are humans. And so there, there's, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to idealize any, any situation, right? But if it was a working, healthy enough community, <laughs> right? Where, yeah, maybe there's some drama, but in general, it's, it's wonderful. And there are these rites of passage and you knew that they were coming for you and you knew that they were coming for others and that you were supporting them and they were supporting you and you could look at the totality of a life and you could say, look at these, these heartbeats of individual ceremony, community ceremony, of seasonal ceremony, the whole bit, and that we're all working together to be individual, to hear our own relationship with creator and what's calling us, but also to work together to support each other in each individual's relationship with creator and then working together to have this incredible fun would functioning tribe so to speak would you be thinking so much about your purpose well you might but you might be thinking about it very differently because when you're filled up the base the base of you is filled up with those basic needs the basic human needs of seen being seen and seen and being an important part of an incredible system, this ecosystem, life, right? Being a part of the weave of life. Your questions are more like, maybe I know what I'm being called to do and how do I do it? Or it'll come when it's time because I believe in and I know and I literally live divine timing and the cycles. But if you do not have a foundational place for yourself and you feel like you don't have a purpose it's possible that so many of those things are being mixed up together they're being conflated it's and it feels impossible how could I possibly have a purpose that fulfills me but really it's how could I possibly have a purpose something to do like an accomplishment that's going to also give me all of these other things that I don't have that are ceremony-based or community-based or rites of passage-based. Am I trying to get my purpose to fulfill what these rites of passages would be doing? If I had the rites of passages, how would I think about my purpose? If I had my purpose, how would I think about rites of passage? I'm going to put this out here because there's no answers for this right now. Except to say, if you think about this and you go, oh my goodness, I feel called to have more of this in my life, or I feel called to think about this, or I feel called to like look at my life and say, wow, there's some missing pieces here, but it's not maybe another accomplishment that I have to do. Maybe there's something that I need to move through so that I can integrate body, mind, emotion, and spirit so that I can become one with myself again, which is... What a phenomenal grounded ceremony does is it helps you with that integration and that catching up with who you are and where you are and as you are so that you can have a clear 
and clearer relationship with your own guidance and your own ancestors so that you can then be an incredible you here with with all 